Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. How's it going, fuckos? It doesn't matter how it's going. Oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, let me start that again. How's it going, fuckos? How is everybody today? It is Wednesday, December 7th. I'm keeping it consistent. Uh, we are five days out from the, let me see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, we're four days out from the Bay Area Open. It's like our, our little Bay Area home, big indoor event. It's actually one of like five, um, what I would call the big five in, around here, Northern California. So... I've been practicing a whole bunch. Have you guys been hitting the bags? Um, I sure hope you are. Uh, you know, I got to say, um, I was going to just wait to cut an episode until Sunday. But, you know, I have a firm uh, belief about integrity. And I think integrity is paramount. So I thought I should do an episode today to kind of correct all the damage I did on the last one. And people are saying, well, what damage did you do? I, I may have misled a lot of people into down this whole node tuning thing. <laughs> um, inadvertently, you know, I kind of got taken for, uh, you know, well, I thought, Oh shit, no tuning's shit. You know, I thought I was starting to see higher X counts in my game. And, um, I don't believe like at, after another week of shooting, I I don't believe it to be from node tuning. In fact, I think moving my rest back might have even hurt my 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 scores under pressure. So um, I went and shot my bow under pressure, and I was having like very when I say under pressure, it's not even like a tournament, but I do scoring rounds with some some decent shooters every so often, and uh, you know, just kind of a little bit of pressure to be not be the bottom dog basically not to not to be the the power bottom and um i was getting some weird you know pin not hitting behind the arrow um halfway through the round i just slammed my rest back to where it was before and everything cleared up and so i'm kind of coming to the conclusion that that whole process was bullshit or i did it entirely wrong you know, but I don't think I did. I, I, I researched that quite a bit. Um, here's here's some, some reasons why that whole no tuning thing does not apply here. A uh, 27 di- diameter arrow is like a 150 spine. It is not flexing or sending a wave like it is uh, 
you know, visualized in theory. Um, there's that. You know, I ended up powder testing an arrow of mine for a friend because my buddy he he's powder testing his arrows, and so I split sprayed some uh, developer spray on the back end of one of my arrows, shot it, and I'm not getting any vein contact on my blade, blade whatsoever, <laughs> and my my arrow rest is slammed all the way forward. It's not it's not where the node would be according to Riles or Kaminsky, at all. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I should have done some forensic stuff before I went ahead and told you guys this. So, for anyone that is getting lost down a no-tuning rabbit hole, I sincerely apologize. Um, you know, I, I... I honestly... If it makes you feel any better, if you're like, oh, well, you just screwed me. <laughs> I got to say group tuning is going to be the king amongst all of these things. Because group tuning is going to be like unique to you. And for anyone that doesn't know what group tuning is, it's just simply moving shit until, you know, moving shit scientifically. Well, if I move this forward, does it shoot better? Do I move it backwards? Does it shoot better? If I move the side forward, does it shoot better? Bump my rest in and out. That kind of stuff. Um. So yeah, guys. Sorry about the no tuning bullshit. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, who's been on the show. I, you know, I won't say his name because I don't want to out him. I don't even. I don't know if he'll care. But um, he was telling me, well, you're seeing good results at first because what what you're doing is torque tuning your rest. And I think he was partially right. I think moving my rest, I changed my torque tune, so it gave some kind of bias to the arrows, and that's what I might have been seeing in practice. And that was not necessarily, like, bias is not necessarily better in competition, because I was, like, under pressure, my scores were just bobo. <clears throat> so, you know, moved my rest back, cleared everything up, uh, and I just got right back to practicing, and you know, all week. Um, I'm taking a light this week because Sunday's a big day, but I really like how this bow shoots. I got to tell you guys, um, oh, oh, no, no, let me go back to the conversation I was having with my buddy. So I didn't think that was the case because I torque tuned with my sight and not my rest, but he was saying like, well, you know, you can torque tune with your rest also. So moving it will affect, you know, it will affect shit. So I got me wondering like, man, I wonder if you set your... I mean, is it possible to take your sight off and then torque tune your rest and then put your sight back on in the spot you torque tuned it to last? I don't know. That's <laughs> that's another something to look at. Um, again, I, I'm shooting a, an event on Sunday, so I will not be fucking with anything right now. Everything is just executing good shots and making sure the bow feels good in the hands. Um, but... My friend had said something interesting. He said, you know why George Riles does no tuning in his seminar? And I was like, you know, why? And he's like, well, he's got to f- like co- have a bunch of content to sell people. You know, people are going to these seminars. They want to walk away feeling like they learned something that no one else knows. And I was like, that actually does make a lot of sense. You know, there's only so many ways you can peel a banana 
before you got to start telling people to find the nodes on the banana and then you can just like tap it and the peels fall off. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's only so much you could tell people before you're just telling people erroneous bullshit. And I mean, I should say that node tuning might still be something we revisit with field arrows, with skinny arrows. It might be something worth checking out then. <clears throat> but with 27s, it's entirely not not a thing, I would say. I wouldn't even waste time with it now. And so for everyone's wasting time, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so another thing I was kind of... I'm not going to bash Riles because he gives out a lot of good information. You know, he talks about finding the, like what he thinks causes the air, you know, bear shaft to cast off in one direction versus another. Um, but it is kind of strange to see a guy, and, and I'm just not knocking him. This is knocking the sport or knocking people in general. It's just, it's weird to see people giving a seminar with badges on to see a bunch of kind of like overweight dumpy dude sitting around listening to someone flick an arrow to find a node for, for I don't know what hunting target it's just it's just weird you don't see that anywhere else in anything you know yeah I mean I'm sure you do in other sports I'm probably long range rifle shooting is what I'm guessing but you just don't see that in like uh, Zimbabwe <laughs> I think they're focusing more on how to shoot it. But um, granted, they're also not winning anything. <clears throat> they're not going to... Team Zimbabwe is not going to win Vegas at all. Um, but yeah, I, I always get a weird feeling when I'm sitting at um, at some kind of a seminar learning about... Especially if it's a seminar you paid for. <laughs> learning about <laughs> tuning stuff. Um but uh, it's my own personal, it's my own personal nonsense. <laughs> so yeah, uh, again, guys, I'm sorry if I, I dragged you down a rabbit hole. I try to keep the show about integrity, and so I felt the, I felt compelled to do another episode and correct, uh, correct everything. So, uh, let's see a couple other things. Let's talk about the news, the archery news. Um. Does anyone listen to Joe Rogan? I would imagine some some people listen to Joe Rogan. Um, I get it. Joe Rogan's irritating to listen to sometimes. Only because he does the same impression of an elk 24-7. He sings. He's got a terrible voice. <clears throat> um, but uh, what's his face was on? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <clears throat> and I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Neil deGrasse Tyson's a blowhard. Okay? Um... That's a very unpopular opinion to have, especially when you're hanging around with all your wife's liberal friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson's a humongous blowhard. And he mentioned Matt Stutzman, which was like, what? And he was talking about, you know, if you're, if you're born differently, you're not disabled, you know. Or, you know, what, what we consider disabled is not actually disabled. It's just differently abled. And it's like, yeah. Or he, he called it a not a birth defect. He said it was a birth feature. Um, and so it was like, oh, that's interesting. But then he also said that John, that Matt Stutzman's coached by John Dudley. Is that true? 
Or no, Rogan said that. Rogan goes, oh, I know Matt Stutzman. He's coached by John Dudley. Is that true? Does anyone know if that's true? I My, my knee-jerk reaction is to cough bullshit into the microphone. But I don't know. That's, that's a weird one. It, it's just interesting to hear all these names. Uh, well, two names from our sport uh, kind of muttered out into the mainstream. Um, but yeah, Matt Stutzman, pretty cool, pretty cool story coming back into the, the limelight as of recent. Um, let's see other news. I got a email from Tim Gillingham. I, I bet a lot of you guys did that was announcing a new arrow coming out called the LRT long range tactical. Um, so I'd imagine this arrow is going to have like Picatinny rails on it and so you can mount lasers um but no it's going to be a new pierce they're gonna they're creating a new pierce hunting arrow which is badass i'm stoked i'm curious is it if it's going to be a pierce arrow with just a different label it's going to be a pierce tour with a different label and different hardware or is it really going to be a different arrow and if it's a different arrow entirely i'm hoping it's a heavy it's a heavier arrow but the fact that they're calling it a long range Leads me to believe that this is going to be the competitor to the Easton Axis Long Range Arrow. It's kind of interesting. You guys notice that oh, all of a sudden they're calling arrows long range. It's like we've all shot out to 100 yards already. Uh, no one's going beyond that. I mean, I know a couple of you guys, a couple of you savages are going beyond that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to get them. I, I already put an order in for two dozen lrt arrows but you know those are going to go on my hunting bow and then whatever's left over will go into my target bow um exciting exciting to see those in other news i don't know if you guys noticed Bodie turner is just like running train on people up at the what do they call it archery world classic um i don't think he missed an x like the whole time he was shooting so that's pretty impressive uh, he was shooting his Hoyt, which is even more impressive, right? Because uh, it's just not, like, that dude just does not get derailed by anything. But uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Bodie's on fire. Bodie's doing his thing. Hey, you know, I had a buddy. I'm sorry, I'm yawning right into the microphone. I have a buddy who sent me a message that said, dude, what's the point? Why are we even, like, we can't even compete with that. And... I got to say, the the only thing I can think of, like my only combat to that, when people say, why, what's the point of even trying to compete with Bodie, is uh, there's a cartoon. My daughter watches a cartoon called Bluey, which is about a Queensland healer. It's like a family of Queensland healers in Australia. And <clears throat> when Bluey's a toddler, she's asking her mother, like, Mommy, did I learn to walk faster than this other dog? And the mom goes into the story about how this other dog learned to walk faster. Or at first it was like crawl faster. And then she's like, oh, well, did I, you know, did I, I at least learn to sit up faster? And she's like, no, actually this other dog learned to sit up faster. And then it gets to walking. So I didn't learn to walk faster? No, this other dog learned to walk faster. And she's like, can I do the monkey bars better? And she's like, no, you can't. And she goes... Look at you need to run your own race. 
you're not your race isn't against this other dog it's against yourself because i was afraid you weren't ever going to walk and that you weren't ever going to crawl so just the fact that you're able to do that stuff is amazing and uh i mean i'm putting this is in my own words picture this as a cartoon for toddlers right maybe my version's a little better but uh i mean that's that's some profound stuff to be teaching a child you know what that show's doing? It's breeding a bunch of badass archers. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I would have, I would picture an American cartoon would be like, it doesn't matter if you, you know, walked later or didn't walk at all. We all win. You get a trophy too. But in Australia, they're like, hey, run your own fucking race so you can figure this shit out. And so I was like, mm, I like that. I like that. And that's the only thing I can think. You know, I didn't tell my friend this story because it kind of came to me later. But a lot of things you guys tell me, it profoundly impacts me. You know, like where I will think about the things you guys say for for weeks, for weeks on end, trying to think of answers to this stuff. And um, yeah, to the answer of like, what's the point if Bodhi's shooting perfect? It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Bodhi's doing. Uh, it's amazing. What he is doing is amazing because that is the goal. That's the end goal for all of us. Shoot perfect and then die. I mean, not Bodhi die, but, you know, all of us eventually will die. <laughs> so shoot a perfect score, do something amazing. Um, but, yeah, uh, you, don't, you don't get um, discouraged. And I'll tell you guys what my goal is. Like my goal is not to beat Bodhi. It's an that's an unrealistic goal to me. That's the equivalent of like a two ninety, a two ninety shooter saying that he's going to go shoot a three hundred at nationals. It's just not going to happen, you know. Um, what's realistic to me? Just make it to the shoot off. That's a goal, you know what I mean. So, and that's a monumentous. I mean, that might be a. That might be a, a lofty uh, goal as well. That might be unrealistic, but that's my goal. Just make it to the shoot-off. I don't care what happens after that. I'll shoot myself in the foot after that. It doesn't matter. I w- you know, Probably not that because it'll be on camera. You know, I'd like to not shit my pants or anything like that, but that's the goal. And so I think you know, we all got to set realistic goals. I know my buddy was probably just joking when he was like, what's the point? Because he's a funny guy. He's a comedian. But um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are thinking that. I know a couple people that have quit archery because they're just like, what's the point? And that's at like the regional level. They're shooting like target target archery at the regional level. And they're like, well, I can't beat these guys, so what the fuck's the point? It's like, well, well dude, you got to run your own race, man. You know? If if that's your race, if, you're ra- if your goal is just be the best at everything, that's a hard life. You know? And you know what? Oh, that leads me into this other thing. So I'm just going to take you guys on a stream of consciousness for this episode. This is mainly an I'm sorry episode. And I got that out of the way. So now you can just listen to me talk about whatever. Um, I went to the coyote shoot like two months ago. Or maybe it was, a mo- yeah, it was two months ago now. And I shot so crappy. I mean, I shot so bad that I was like, why am I even doing this? You know, and I told my buddy, like, eh, I might just become a bow hunter, you know, 
Like this is just not for me or I'll, I'll just wait and shoot, shoot field archery or something. I don't know. Which is weird. It's a, it's a, it's a bitch thing to say because anyone who knows me knows that I love indoor. I almost love indoor more than, <laughs> dare I say, more than bow hunting? I don't know. Bow hunting has been really good to me this year. So <clears throat> after that coyote shoot, I was like, fuck, I put so much work into just seeing how I was going to do. And that was going to be the litmus test of, you know, if you do bad here, you need to take some time off and just pay attention to your family. And I, that sounds weird. I pay plenty of attention to my family. All right. Um, but I, I do make time for archery. And so it's like, I was like, fuck, if, if the time I'm making isn't enough, I'm not going to take any more time away from my family. And, uh, it was weird. I was like seriously contemplating like, you know, am I just going to put this bow down? I was shooting a Hoyt at the time. All right. And I'm not going to make this a Hoyt bashing episode, but that bow brought me right to the edge of like trying to decide on of what did, what do I want to do <laughs> with my time? <clears throat> you know, I think having a, a bow that agrees with you, that is easy to shoot, that doesn't hurt you is huge because it makes archery fun and it makes you start to realize like, all right, well, what are my goals? Why am I doing this exactly? And so, you know, I, this has been an interesting season already and with how my life is going and maybe some of you guys out there can relate to this, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, um, last year I did really good at these indoor events. They're all, I covered all of them on these podcasts. All right. I only got beat by Caleb Quiocho and, uh, he has not slowed down in the in the slightest. I am so stoked to see what kind of shooter Caleb's going to be when he's 18. You know that? Or, f- Jesus, 16 even. Because um, he's just getting better every single day. But then there's guys like Randall who are like, I didn't go anywhere. And, and these are all names. These are all amateurs. I mean, they're either unknown pros or amateurs that you guys won't. You guys will never, you know, out of state, you guys don't, won't know these guys. But you'll see them. You'll see these guys in Vegas. They're walking around. <clears throat> um, but this guy, Randall, is like, I never left. I never went anywhere. I'm still doing this. And he's shooting, I'm going to say, a 28X game on the regular. All right? He's got something going on. Like, I'm, I'm desperately trying to get him to sit down and talk to us so he can tell us his, you know, how he do basically. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking at this mountain <laughs> basically from my point of view is I climbed this mountain last year and I'm looking at this mountain again and I'm like a little bit older. The mountain's a little bit bigger now. And I'm like, yeah, I might not make it over this mountain this year. That's not stopping me in the slightest. I mean, I, my men, my attitude has had this shift where at first it was like, what's the point? You know, I had that. What's the point? And now it's this run your own race thing has kind of entered my head. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to not win. That's not, that's not failure. You know, not winning isn't failure. Failure is quitting. 
And I was right there. I was like right on the edge of failure for such lame reasons. But I'm no different. I mean, I'm not anything special. I'm just a regular person. So it's like, you know, people get taken out by lame reasons. It just happens. <clears throat> so, I'll, you know, I'm asking all you guys to definitely be careful. Don't don't put unnecessary stress on yourself and don't get taken out of the sport. Don't get taken away from something amazing like archery for stupid reasons cuz I'm telling you, it gets everybody. I mean it can. It has the potential to get everybody. I should say anybody. It can get anybody. And so, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to put out a a good show. I'm gonna, oh, that's my goal. Put out a good showing, right? If you don't win, that's fine. Uh, you know, the torch got to be handed over sometime. And uh, the only thing is, <laughs> you got to pry it from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to uh, to duke it out with some some talent. I gotta say, if you you know, if I'm still shooting the Hoyt. I'd probably be just a bow hunter right now. <laughs> I don't mean to bash a product, but goddamn, sometimes a bow can really fuck you over. If, if I'm going to say something that I normally don't say on this show. If you have a bow that you're shooting, that one hurts you, two makes you do some shit that you wouldn't normally do to make it shoot good, or three, it's, it's just uncomfortable or hard to aim, fucking sell that thing. Just sell it. Don't fight, Don't wait, you know. Don't mess around with it. Yeah, you're going to lose a couple hundred bucks, which sucks. We're in a recession and gasoline uh, is getting a little better. The price of gas is getting a little better. But just get it. Don't let it be the thing that takes you out of the sport. If you get a bow that then fits you good, comfortable to shoot, makes archery fun, and then you're like, hey, you know what? I don't want to put the time into this. That's That makes sense. You know? I I applaud that and support that. What I don't support is, you know, I'm not good at this right now, so I'm not going to do this anymore. And that was, like, literally me. (laughs) That was literally me just, like, a little while ago. I'll be brutally honest with you guys. Um, And now I feel like, I don't feel like I'm, like, really good at this, but I do feel like I'm, like, at a Henry Bass level. I feel like I've ascended to a Henry Bass level. And I know a lot of you guys know who Henry Bass is. He's kind of like this, uh, he's like this toothless trailer park uh, uh, lot lizard that lives up in, I think he lives up in Washington. Uh, and he's like the Darton, he's a Darton sales rep. And Henry has always been an amazing shooter. And, and he would always say, he always used to grind my gears. He used to say like, oh, I don't even practice. I just got my sight marks this morning. I mean, like, oh, you practice? What are you gay? You know, and, and and he would shoot like lights out, amazing. And uh, I feel like if I practice all the damn time, I'm at like a Henry Bass level. He's just a phenomenal shooter. Um, and now I feel like, all oh, right, I could call myself, you know, Henry Bass esque. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anywho, uh, that's the that's the episode for today. It's really short. It's just a I'm sorry episode. 
you know, <clears throat> I listened to this thing recently. There's, especially in archery, but all over social media, there's this thing called a charlatan. What's a charlatan and what's a, what's a guide, right? A charlatan is someone that's trying to sell you some shit, usually bullshit for money, for their own personal gain, right? A guide is someone who's going to tell you that, okay, this is what you're going to go through. It's not going to be easy, all right? They're going to say, here's what you, you know, the guide's going to try to help you and tell, give you some of the answers, right? But in life and in with most sports, there are no easy answers. It's a lot of hard work. And I kind of feel like I went down the charlatan route. Granted, the only thing I gained is your ears for a minute. But I feel like I got taken by this, like, tuning method where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the shit. Then, no, there is no, there is no one answer to solve it all. You know, it's not one thing that's going to fix everything. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, <laughs> it's all kinds of shit in the news right now about charlatans and people that are fucking getting busted for selling, you know, whatever their vitamin supplements are. Oh, that's a crazy one is that this dude got busted for selling. Well, he didn't get busted for selling supplements. He sold supplements and said that's how he got all fucking ripped, you know. And really what he was doing on the side was like a whole ass full of steroids, basically. And that's how he got ripped. Um, and that's how this whole charlatan story came about. But it's like, damn, how much of that do you see in archery? I saw it with aim size, definitely when aim size came around. And I saw, you know, a bunch of you, a bunch of you, uh, oh, what's the word? <laughs> Retards out there talking about cycling aim size and how much it fucking helps you which is it absolutely did did not um i thought that was pretty lame i guess oh man did i just make a mistake by saying retard i, sh I shouldn't say that I, i'm gonna say all you guys that were cycling aim size you were just exhibiting some of the atlanta axial instability that is uh usually associated with the trisomy 21 genetic imbalance okay <clears throat> that's all that was and i'm glad that at least aim size is gone but there's still charlatan shit out there everywhere so you know that's where <laughs> i'll try and warn you guys but truly it's going to be up to you and some of the shit you guys will disagree with me and i i'm all for that let's get discussion going you know um but you know Thank you guys for listening, as always, and thanks for the questions and support. The fact that, you know, the fact that this show actually has listeners still is pretty amazing. So, thank you guys. I'm going to upload this shit and get to work, all right? And uh, keep practicing. I'll let you guys know how the Bay Area Open goes on Sunday. I'll mail, I might podcast it live or, like, as it's happening, before, middle, and after type stuff, okay? Just like last year. So, let's get some. Peace out, everyone.